let's go. G'day and welcome back to Two Red Chairs. We are at episode 27. We're getting through them this year. I've actually got my stuff together to make sure that this podcast for you listening is as consistent as it can be. To walk the walk as a now podcast branding designer. And today, for this episode, I have someone that I completely align with in terms of the way that she positions herself the way she helps other creatives be what they want to be and a lot of the knowledge bombs that my guest today on the proverbial uh, metaphoric red chair is joining me is is Georgia Musset you might not also know her as George um, by short and um, George offers just knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb of how we can walk the walk as branding designers or even just as designers in general to position ourselves as someone that can help our clients and finding who our ideal clients are. And by doing so, we're setting ourselves up as that professional and we're attracting the right people and it gives us the confidence to show up on camera and to charge what we want to charge and work with those who we want to work with. And George is nailing this and she's giving that same knowledge to to us in this particular episode, but also as a coach and mentor to fellow designers that are looking to do the same thing that both George and I have you know, come to do now and had success in doing so. So I'm going to leave it there because George is, is an absolute superwoman and super mum who looks after her kids at the same time as doing the design work. And you see that authenticity in her stories if you follow her. Um, and I'll, I'll share her details at the end of the conversation. I'll come back in. Uh, but I want to dig straight into the chat we have because there is, as I said before, just bomb after bomb of things that we can all take in, learn from and implement into our design business to walk that walk, especially if you're a branding designer like we are. Anyway, here's my chat with Georgia Musset. George, welcome to Two Red Chairs. You are sitting now in that proverbial metaphoric red chair. I don't know, still don't know which way to call it. Um, but thanks so much for coming on here. You have a great story to share, which I'm really looking forward to getting into here. But first... I wonder if you could introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from, how long you've been doing what you're doing, and what it is exactly that you're doing, and then we can jump into that story, and I can ask you a few questions along the way, and uh, I'm looking forward to you sharing with this audience um, a bit about who you are. So, George, over to you. Yeah, cool. Thank you so much for having me, Frank. I am so delighted to be on your podcast and sitting in the metaphorical red chair. <laughs> I am, my name is George. I am a graphic designer who really specializes in brand design and also I've moved into coaching and mentoring upcoming designers into creating a really stable, abundant freelancing business. So I've been a graphic designer for nearly 10 years. Yes. Wow. Oh, that sounds weird. Um, but it goes quick. Oh, it goes so quickly. And I think that's the first time I've said it out aloud. Um, but yeah, I've been doing graphic design uh, for about 10 years now, and I've really moved in lots of different industries along the way. I've done a lot of, um, I started out doing wedding invitations and then moved into corporate design and layout design, then went into freelancing and into branding and now into coaching. So I've definitely done the rounds of it all. But yeah, I've loved the journey and love 
having all that experience that I'm able now to share with upcoming designers as well. Amazing. Yeah, very similar paths. I think I've probably been doing this now for a similar time. I think I finished uni in, what is it, 2010? So just, yeah, about Mm -hmm. the same 10 years. Um, it, it flies. And that's what I, I said to my wife the other day. I was like, oh, my God, we've nearly even known each other for for that period of time. We've nearly been together for 10 years. She's like, holy <laughs> shit, that went quick. Um, oh, so now, quick. George, please, uh, please share with us your story about what's shaped you as a designer and what's maybe or as a business owner. Um, and then uh, I'm going to dive in with some questions as you go. So start from mm-hmm. where it all began. We'll play the, the harp in the background and, and do a little flashback to, to where this all started. Yeah, cool. So I was actually just writing this up this morning because I'm writing a bit of an ebook um, about my coaching and everything and sort of where to go from there. So I was doing a bit of an about me and I realized that I very much so these days am on the intuitive design path where a lot of the things I do are very intuitive and very in tune with everything that's going on in that sense. And I realized that the very first time that I feel like I really stepped into my intuition was when I was in year 12, I did all of my year 12 subjects to be a nurse. And then at the very end of the year, I picked up a Deakin uni guide and saw visual communications. And I was like, what even is that? Looked into it. It turns out that's just a very fancy word for graphic design. Yeah. And I was like, that's what I, that is it. That's what I want to do. So at the very last minute, I changed all my subjects, all my preference, sorry, for uni to be a graphic designer. And then things just moved from there. So now I have done, obviously, all the wedding invitations, like I just said. And that was really good until I had kids and lots of invitations with lots of little things around and lots of little hands is not a very good mix. So I always really loved the whole layout design and that kind of thing and I moved into more of your corporate documents and annual reports or that layout design stuff and then as that sort of progressed I started working with more businesses and more business startups and that's what's taking me into branding and I think my main story with branding really is that I know how much branding my own business absolutely saved it so now I can absolutely preach what I have practiced and that's what I love to do now. I'm glad you said that, that you're practicing what you preach. Mm. That, that's something that I, I so wholeheartedly believe that if you can do what you can do for like others, but you do it for yourself, it's like, well, what can, like, if you can do it yourself, what mm. can you do for me type of thing? You're walking the walk, talking the talk at the same yeah. time, which I think not a lot of designers or let's say a lot of designers are missing that opportunity mm-hmm. to really showcase themselves, especially when they have the skills to do it. Whereas most businesses don't, you know, and people in business don't have that skill set to be able to. So we have such a leg yeah. up. Um, what point did you realize that you needed to brand yourself and, and, and what was going wrong with your business to have that kind of light bulb moment? It was around the end of 2019, which is really not even that long ago. Um, the end of 2019, I just found that I was so inconsistent. And to be honest, I think social media has really helped a lot with this because at the time, a lot of um, branding and that kind of stuff was coming really onto the scene within Instagram. And so I was seeing a lot of designers who were sort of teaching all this branding and teaching all this stuff about ideal clients and all those buzzwords that we hear a lot today. And it really made me realize that I had no idea what the actual DNA of 
my business was I was completely my own business and run by my clients rather than running the business. So really um, stepping back at the end, and I was actually due to have our second baby at the very beginning of 2020. So I'd pretty much taken on less clients from then anyway. So I had a bit more time on my hands and realized that it was um, the time to actually sit within my business, figure all that out and go from there. And you found that were, were clients not maybe taking you as serious as you hoped or you was like the result of branding a catalyst to up prices mm-hmm. or change your offering kind of where where did that come from and where has it kind of gone for you now to give you either confidence or as I said pricing or, or where are you at with um, as a result of it? So I think really like the most thing is that I really figured out who my ideal clients were and really how to actually speak to them and sell to them because before that I was really just using my Instagram as a portfolio and not using it um, as a real branding technique and as a real marketing technique to sell myself and my services and all the things I have to offer as a designer. So once I really came back and did all my own branding and really looked at my brand foundations, the things that I really wanted to stand for, all my ideal clients work then it really did move into be able to figuring out how I can serve my potential clients and figure out my brand voice so that I was really relatable to them and that obviously turned into me gaining more respect from my ideal clients and able to up my prices and yeah it just really was a domino effect from there as to really not taking it seriously not offering premium prices to figuring out all the little pieces to the puzzle to be able to sit now where I am with, yeah, charging those premium prices, working with my ideal clients, having the confidence in the products that I have to offer and all of the other things that come along with branding. That's amazing. I think that there's a whole different level of, or several levels of benefits out Mm. of that. And it's interesting that just doing something that you would do for a client for yourself can have such a great benefit because I think that's probably the thing is that we have these blinders on of I just want to help other people but when it's not turned on yourself and and I I, I can totally empathize with designers that it's hard to design for yourself Mm -hmm. or to to brand yourself and I'm sure you probably went through that you know correct me if I'm wrong was it a hard process to do for yourself um yeah in the end it kind of was because I think it really came back to a lot of personal things as well like I think everyone who I just think everyone who's on some type of entrepreneurial journey always goes through elements of personal development and that kind of thing and I think that was really a pivotal point for me is that I was really coming into that space where it got to my branding and then I really had to sort of reflect that back onto myself so when you're thinking about all these like what are your core values as a business owner when you're a graphic designer a lot of the times you're a solo entrepreneur so the idea of business branding and personal branding has to very much become intertwined so you do have a lot of that real self-reflection that comes along with that so at the time it was a little bit hard and a little bit confronting to really figure out what I really wanted out of my business and what I really wanted to stand for and all of those elements. Um, But yeah, it's just become such an amazing space to be in and something that I'll always want to give to my clients in that way. How have you found that transition of 
when you said integrating a personal brand and you know your business brand mm-hmm. and it becomes one and i've definitely found that to be the the case with myself you kind of need to put yourself front and center so your client can see who they're dealing with and this is something i i, I definitely advocate for more designers to do so and, and show up on camera was that ever a, a difficult kind of uh, initiative to do as part of marketing yourself as you know a either thought leader or just as a business um, was that a challenge to begin with or was that something you were doing before you already, you know, before you did this whole new brand um, positioning for yourself? I had never actually showed up on camera within my business until the start okay. of 2020. Yeah, when I when I decided to rebrand um, and yeah, that was the first time. So I've had my freelancing business as a very casual thing since about 2016-ish um, before that I was working in industries, but, but yeah, so it took me about four years of freelancing and sitting on the sidelines, pretty much just doing everything undercover to actually show up and start really personal branding. And the growth that I've had in my business since showing up online as a personal brand and being all of those things in the last year have made my business grow way more than it had in the, the four years before that. And then has that also, I'm, I'm really curious about this and I'm sure it probably has, and I'm just going to assume here because I know that it has for me and, and has for others, showing up on camera or in all the different ways that you probably do, has, has that impacted other facets of either your business life or your personal life of more confidence to speak more eloquently or be able to communicate yourself much more, uh, not precisely, but I think you get what I'm going with is that I've found that working with clients, I can better articulate myself of how I'm helping them and justifying decisions of why I've done this with this logo or, or this identity for them. Even off the cuff, I've found that something has, has been beneficial of showing up and, and making that personal brand something of a forefronted you know, thing that someone sees. Is that something that you've experienced as well? Oh, absolutely. I think beforehand, like I'm very good at writing emails. I've always been very good at articulating my words when it's written and I've got the time to think about it. But being able to just chat off the cuff, like you said, or have like Zoom calls, obviously last year having so many Zoom calls in 2020 with my um, brand strategy sessions, having to do that on camera and showing up on stories on camera is very confronting. But it is such a skill that once you learn how to do it, it's just so beneficial because it is just so good with all of your confidence boosting, not only the way that, yeah, you talk in your business, but the way that you talk in your own life and the way that you are able to actually chat about things that you're really passionate about and, you know, have that real sense of empathy and excitement and enthusiasm is just such a great way to be able to show up and really show your potential clients what they would be dealing with when they do come and work with you. Because if they don't see that kind of thing, then it does become a little bit of a mystery for them. So having that personal brand showing up online or however you do really does invite the client into what it's like to be working with you before they actually sign on. Nice. I love everything that you just said. (laughs) It's just like, it's perfect. Can I ask you if there was one thing that you would suggest for a designer that I guess would be your ideal designer that I guess is starting out and they're either starting their business or freelance kind of journey to build that brand of theirs. What would be that first go-to thing that you would suggest doing in, in that kind of context? 
So initially, I think it really comes back to really figuring out what they want out of their business and really deciding all of the brand elements that go along with that. So I know that when I'm starting to do coaching sessions, the first thing that I'm doing is talking to my freelancers about what they actually want out of their business. What's the ideal goal? Because then we can start to think about how we can actually make that happen for them. For some people who are going to want to be working with, say, corporate clients, you know, hanging out on Instagram and showing up and doing these kind of masterclasses and things might not be the way that they find those clients. So it really is so tailored to what the designer actually wants out of their business and who they actually do want to work with. So I definitely recommend the first thing that they do is really looking at their own business and the goals that they want to achieve out of it. And then also looking at their ideal clients and who they're really speaking to so that we can marry those things up together and they end up with the perfect business for them. It's a a strategy, yeah? It is. It's totally a strategy. Exactly. Nice. Well, thank you very much, George, for joining me here on this this red chair. Um, Thank you so much for all that advice because there's a huge amount of knowledge bombs in there for you if you are starting out or even no matter where you are in your design journey, you might not have really considered your own personal brand Mm -hmm. or the business brand that you have. So uh, thank you so much for sharing this. This is perfect. No worries. Thank you so much for having me on. So that was my chat with George Musset. As I promised at the start of this episode, there was just little bomb after bomb of advice for all different types of creatives, wherever you are in your design journey, that we all have that opportunity to show up, be it on camera or on social media, or even just in any type of branded presence that we have as creatives, because we do have the skills to to create and show who we are, which many businesses don't have that opportunity, that skill set to do so. So if you're not doing that, if you're not showing up in your Instagram or TikTok or LinkedIn, Facebook pages, and then your website, and then all the rest of those places where clients might find you, Google, you know, Google my business even, and then what that does of showing up and having that confidence in who you are, who you're for, what you can offer, and why it will be of benefit to that ideal client of yours, that then exudes into the way that you communicate as a designer for your clients to have that trust in you right off the bat. I can't tell you how much that has helped me as a designer to be able to more effectively communicate my work, um, to engage with clients for the first time without having that nervousness, um, to jump on camera or in front of a microphone like this for a podcast. There's, There's all these different benefits that can influence the way that we operate as a designer, as a business person, and as an individual amongst our peers and family and and colleagues and clients. So I'm so glad to have George on here that shared all the same things that I'm either preaching about or I really wholeheartedly believe that all of us as creatives should be doing because we do have that opportunity. So to find George, I want to direct you to two places. The first is her Instagram page, george.musset, so G-E-O-R-G-E dot M-U-S-S-E-T-T 
on Instagram, there you'll find George. Um, and then she has a web link in her bio there, which I won't read out because it's a bit longer, but it's basically georgedesignmentor.teachable.com and she's offering a design Kickstarter course on there. You can also hit her up. I would suggest DMing her if you want to be coached by George. She's now about to offer that as a service. And uh, she's an all-round great woman to connect with, amazing designer, really got her head on with how she wants to position her business. And it's something that we can all learn from as creatives to improve our presence as designers and position ourselves as that expert in our clients' minds. With that, I'm going to leave it to there. If you want to come on to the Two Red Chairs podcast like George has and like our previous guests have done, Send me a DM on at G'day Design Life on Instagram or go to g'daydesignlife.com and you can submit a, a little contact form there and get in touch with me that way. It's as simple as coming on a Zoom chat, sharing a story that has shaped your design life and your experience as a design business owner or simply as an in-house designer or freelancer or trying to find a job and you're a recent graduate, whatever it might be. It might help others learn from that or relate to it and feel that it's not just them going through these experiences. This is the big reason I wanted to pivot this podcast to be sharing your stories so that we can all learn from each other and improve ourselves and build on upon our design life. Last thing I want to suggest, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I would really, really appreciate if you had the time to leave a review, either just pick how many stars you want to rate the show, and if you want to leave a little testimonial there, it'd be much appreciated. But if you have some feedback, please send me a line on that uh, Instagram link, G'day Design Life, and uh, I would love to hear any feedback that you have about this show. And until the next episode, I will see you then. Bye.